Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is England is Burning for Monday, the 26th of April, 2021. This is your Manchester United weekly feature for this week. We have Mark back from the Barmy Army to talk about all things Manchester United women. Uh, we got a lot to roll through, but we'll get through it quickly. Mark, welcome back. Hi, Keith. Thanks for having me. Good, good. So uh, it, it has been uh, for all football fans, um, but also all, uh, all football fans, but also uh, Manchester United fans in general, a very turbulent week uh, yeah. that has passed in relation to the world of football, the business of football, the life of football and so forth. Uh, I think uh, in during the week when the announcement uh, came out on last Sunday uh, of this idea of the European Super League, uh, there was it was like a, a nuclear war, an earthquake of 9.3 Richter scale kind of stuff that kind of happened. And I think, Mark, you were kind of a little bit of a voice of sanity on Monday when you came on. You were like, OK, let's kind of see what this looks like because there's not a whole lot of details uh, and so forth. You, you were not in favor of it. You were not against it um, and so forth. And and um, but then by the time Tuesday rolled around, it was it was done and dusted, as they yeah. say. So it, so as I said yesterday, that the uh, ESL was the uh, the uh, quickest league ever to be formed and die uh, in the history of all of all sports, which is incredible. So in the aftermath, in the fallout. There's yeah. been a lot of talk about, you know, these owners uh, and specifically in the United States, the Glazers, there's a lot of fans are upset. They're still upset. They feel like their trust has been betrayed by the owners and the executives of this team. I have gone out on record and saying that the owners and executives need to be held accountable at these six clubs in England, particularly for basically betraying everyone lying and trying to set up a closed shop that was was a collectivist, broken, closed system. Mark, are you satisfied at this point of how the owners and executives at Manchester United have handled the fallout of uh, what has happened with this ESL? Uh, yes and no is is my honest answer. Um, when Monday we were on, and as you said, I was neither for it against it because we had no idea what it was going to look like. Um, when the announcement came out Tuesday that Chelsea was dropping out and then City were kind of going out. And then he broke that Ed Woodward was resigning from his position. I said to my wife, I said, that's it, United, are done. they're not going to take part in this European Super League. And it was kind of compulsive viewing on Tuesday night, watching Sky Sports News, even though there was football going on. Mm -hmm. And one of the Sky Sports reporters, Carve Solicon, he made a point, and I've kind of been thinking about the point he said and he made and his point was don't blame the players don't blame the clubs because they have some very good people working for them blame the owners and the ceos now i've always been honest on here with you keith and we've spoken off camera quite a bit and i've never been for the glazers nor against the glazers what's upset me more is that, is that in Joel Glazer's statement that he released on Wednesday or whenever it was, he never actually used the words, I'm sorry. He just said, I still think it's the best thing for football. Now, whether I like John W, uh, John Henry or Stan Kroenke or any of those lot, they've come out and they've said the words, I'm sorry. That might have gone to help a little bit. I, I, I don't think it would have done if Gla Joel Glazer would have said it. It might have helped. 
But then you hear Ed Woodward resign because he wasn't in favour of the ESL and, and all of that. And I think that we're getting mixed messages. I, the Glazers are the Glazers. They're going to either stay or go, and, and nothing I say or do will, will, will change that. They're the ones who, unfortunately, hold the power. And as much as us fans, we can sign petitions to, to try the 50 plus one, to, to have protests. As a fan, I know I do I do not matter to, to the Glazers as a fan. I know that. And in, and in the use of the words legacy fans, which was used in the, the, suit, the ESL statement, that annoyed fans more because I'm not a legacy fan. I'm a fan. I pay my money to go and watch it. And I'm not something that I'm not having. I, I did not accept that. So do we have to hold the, the, the owners and the CEOs accountable? Yeah, we do. But it, it's not as simple as going to speak to them in the street because the Glazers, you know, they live in the States. They don't come at the, I think the last game they came over to was two years ago or three years ago. They don't even come bother coming over. So they're not going it, to... Do I want them to sell the club? I think it's now come to the point where they have to. Do I think it will happen? I, I'm, I'm, I don't think it will because, I, you know, you've got to look at it legit on, on a... It, I think the number that's been branded is £40 billion pounds. You know, and the only the, that's Middle Eastern money, and if they come in, great. But they have to put in the forty. They have to buy for forty billion, then they'll want to spend, you know, a lot more. Um, but I think after what happened last week, the 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 first thing that they should have said is, "I'm sorry," and they didn't even do that. And I I can't forgive that bit. There's been talk uh, that there's going to be some type of uh, emergency fan forum held by Joel Glazer and so forth coming up at the end of the week. Have you heard anything about that? And is that something that anyone's going to be a part of? Um, I, I, you know, I've not heard about it. Um, if if there is and we can go and, and have our voices heard, great. I mean, the, the work that the United Supporters Trust did over this last week has, has been absolutely tremendous. I mean, I'm, I'm, my wife and I were full members of MUST and they've been brilliant. They, they were in a conference call with the Prime Minister um, and that's how far it went in this country. We're getting the government involved. Um, Prince William, he was making statements because he's the chair of the FA. Um, but if there's a way of us fans having our voices heard by the club, then I'm all for it. Um, but We'll, I, I, like I said, I, I don't know anything more about it than that. <clears throat> Is there anything that the Glazers or the executives at Manchester United can do at this point to, uh, you know, ameliorate or assuage the, the 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 fans' angst at this point? I think you know one of the the, the points of the protest is that. <clears throat> I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm a very, you know, I think the two words, the the two easiest words to say is I'm sorry, but it's the two of the hardest words to mean at the same point. If the Glazers would have come out and said, I'm sorry, we made a mistake the way John Henry did or and um, Stan Kroenke did, do you know what? I, I still won't be happy, but at least they would have said the words I'm sorry. Is there anything they can do? Look, I, I mean, if the Glazers would sell... Part of the club, 
I found it's the place you could sell part of the club to give the fans a share in the voice. That's great. I mean, I, I mean, I used to be a shareholder of United many years ago when it was a PLC, and I would buy shares back again. Um, but I, there were there was people on Twitter saying it's a coward's way of apologising by the Glazers by writing a letter. You know, Phil. You know, John Henry. No matter. You know, Liverpool, biggest rivals of United. He sat in front of the camera and he apologised. The Glazers hide from it all. And can they do anything? Yeah, listen to the fans. Just just listen to us. We we pay our hard-earned money into the club. In six weeks, season ticket renewals are open. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here now and I'm going to sound like the world's biggest hypocrite. But... I want the Glazers out, but in six weeks I've got. I'm going to renew my two season tickets for the men for Old Trafford, and then my season tickets for the women's game, and then there'll be a new shirt out, so I'll buy those and everything else. I'm saying I want the Glazers out, but I'm just giving them more money. I mean, hypocrite right here. But you know, uh, I think the, if the first thing that they they should do is listen to us. We we we're fans. We we go. We follow that team everywhere be it the men's or and the women's we go up and down the road we go across the world for them listen to us that i think that's it that's the, the basics for me and you know you bring up uh, i think an issue that i think a lot of fans in general have in terms of how their their relationship with their the clubs that they support the relationship they have with the the who runs those those clubs where where and i think you said it best earlier when when you mentioned you know you kind of quoted the the gentleman from i think it was from sky sports who said you know this has nothing to do the, it's not the, the it's not the players fault it's not the staff's fault it's not the coach's fault they were never even told which is one of my biggest issues is that is that this was so secret. There was like a red wedding scenario in which it was so secret that that, that they didn't have the you know what, you know dare I use the word cojones to to even speak to people the fans to their own employees that this was potentially going to happen uh, that you know it was like this absolute split. I mean it was just an absolute betrayal, but. You know, but it's not the coach's fault. It's not the player's fault. It's not the staff's fault that work for the club. They're great people, as you mentioned, and I'm sure they're great people that work at United and they're great coaches and players. Um, and so when it comes down to how, as a fan, do I support, is it possible to, to split? Like, I can still support the players and I can still support Casey Stoney. I can still support the people that work as staff and, and, and so forth of the women's team. Can you split that? Is it possible to just mentally split that off and say, I'm, st- I'm, I'm going to buy the shirt and I'm going to go to the games and, and so forth to support them. But yet I don't support the people that run this joint. Yeah, I think I think in today's modern world of football, you have to. I I know as a season ticket holder for twenty plus years at Old Trafford, I know I'm not important. I know that, and I've, I've made my bed, I've made my dues with it. I understand it. I get it. I'm not important. The people that are important are the people that come in just for the day. They're the people that want. They're the ones who give them new money, not me. I give them recycled money because. It comes in and in and in. I know that. And I know if I gave up my season tickets today, someone else would have them in a heartbeat. 
Because there is a waiting list to have a season ticket at Old Trafford. So, as a fan, I know I'm not the top of their priority list. I know I get it. When you and and the day and the people that come in for the day trips, those are the people they want. Ed Woodward, and we mentioned it last week, Ed Woodward is a brilliant, brilliant businessman. He knows nothing about football, but business, I said it last week, he could sell snow to an Eskimo. Now, there's a part of me that's upset that Ed's going at the end of the year because he, the revenue that he brings in from sponsors and, and everything else is, is, is amazing. But as a football guy, he knows nothing. And, and hopefully, you know, we discuss the likes of John Murter and, and, and Fletch and doing what they're doing. But Manchester United is, is, is a, uh, it, it, it's a massive business. You can go anywhere in the world and you'll see people wearing a United shirt. But what happened last week is through what the Glazers did, is they damaged that brand. The people who, who I know who work at the club, they're, they're the great people, the good, honest people. And whether you believe the fact that Ed Woodward was against it and he was only told Sunday night, that's for other people to to, to talk about. I mean, I, I personally, I, I'm 50-50 whether it's true or not. There's a part of me that goes, oh, it could be. But then there's the other side of you that goes, hang on, didn't Ed Woodward work for JP Morgan? Mm, yeah. So so there's a part of so you can see that. But the, the outrage of the, what's happened being blamed at the feet of not just United, but Chelsea, City, and, and all of this, it's wrong. You've got to put the blame slowly, as you said, at the feet of the owners. And I think with a bit of luck, um, you know, what happened on Tuesday, our message was getting through. And I, I feel sorry for any of the innocent people in, involved in this thing, because they, if they were innocent, then they shouldn't be involved in it. it for me... I think it was more the Glazers. They saw a payday in front of their eyes and they went, yeah, we'll do it. And But, you know, it, it's not going to change quickly and the Glazers are going to be there. And I think I've got to kind of got get, get my head used to it for a bit longer. I, I And I think it, it's, you know, I think every individual fan out there will have, you know, in, in this situation in the world of football as we know it right now has a, you know, essentially has a choice to make in terms of what it is they value about the sport itself. You know, in terms of what's most important, is it more important to um, to support the players, support the team, and so forth, and, and see them out and see them win and see them win, lose, or fail, no matter what. Uh, and so forth, you know, and, and the and the value of who owns the who owns the joint comes second or third in that list. It's just a matter of value. And the thing of it is, though, is I, I thought the idea of a legacy fan was rather pejorative um, and was really, you know, it, all of it was really disturbing in so many ways. I mean, like I said, it was a red wedding scenario, um, you know, and so many things that were said that that was like, oh, okay, so you don't really give a you-know-what here, do you? Yeah. Uh, you know, about, you know, you know, where, I mean, your fans and to what degree your fans, that's that's a personal choice. It's an individual yeah. choice. But at the end of the day, you're all are fans. Um, Absolutely. And I, and I think that goes back to, to, to the point. The, the, you know, when Florentino Perez said we're doing this to, to, for younger people in the world of football, you know, I mean, you know, I'm not old. I'm 46. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I still go to, I can still go to football. My, you know, I've got, you've got friends who take their young children to football. They enjoyed the football the way it is. There was nothing wrong with it. When you, you know, the, the, the game doesn't need to change. There needs to be a reformation of things. And I, I think everyone would agree with that. But it doesn't, the game wasn't doesn't need radical change. It just needs a, a little bit of a lift here and a tuck in a tip here and there. And that's all it needs. The game's fine. The product is fine. I think the, the biggest thing out of all of this that, that has to be redone is the, the six clubs, they need to rebuild trust within the, the Premier League here. That's without a shadow of a doubt. I think the damage done in that is massive. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's a massive amount of damage uh, because I, you know, from a if I look at this and and dare I do this, but I, as I did in one of my videos last week, I said I'm going to speak to you in the language that you only understand, owners and execs out there, which is the language of business. The question now becomes, y'all, is is anyone going to do business with you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you, some of transfer window. Who's yeah, I mean. Who, Right, you because know, they can't trust you, and if there's no trust, then you know. Yeah. And our players going to players from outside of the 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 club going to want to deal with you because mm-hmm. you basically lied to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it's like I, I I worry for these six clubs in the transfer window. Well, uh, mostly, everyone, uh, mostly United, Arsenal, Tottenham, and Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, I worry about those four. About you know, is anyone going to want to do business with y'all? With not with you, Mark, but with yeah. the cl- with United. But that goes back to the the point we said at the very beginning of this: the 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 clubs can't should not be held to blame. Mm-hmm. The owners, but you can't sometimes can't see separate one without, them. It's hard. It, it is difficult. To get these and deals what, done, you need to speak to the. You need to speak to an executive. You need to yeah. speak to an administrator. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, Ed Woodward, whether he's here till the end of the season, which is now being touted around as saying, "Well, he he was going to stay till the end of the the uh, year, but now he's might be staying till the end of the season." Mm-hmm. You know. It, if he if he's staying till the end of the season, they need to get a new, you know, vice whatever his position is. They need to get him in yesterday, not now, because it's not that simple. And that person then needs to start to build trust again with the other clubs. The the, the damage done behind the scenes for for all of the big clubs is is um, is massive. And one of the the people, another person on Sky. They were on Saturday when they were doing all the, 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 the matches on Saturday. They were talking about the big six, and the presenter said they're not big clubs anymore. They're done. They're, they've gone down in everyone's estimation. And actually, you, when you consider the damage that they have done, you have to go, yeah, he's probably right. They were a big club, and now they've, they've just minimized everything. Yeah. And, um, so it's it's a lot to to, to sort through and and, and you know it, it, and and I think a lot is still going to happen. But uh, yeah. I think the ramifications from a business standpoint, from a player personnel standpoint, from a staff standpoint, from a fan standpoint, mm-hmm. are all in question for yeah. these clubs, particularly. And to be honest, particularly with United, and the reason why I say United is number one, they're 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 from a financial standpoint, from a clout standpoint from a visibility standpoint they're the biggest one out there they're the biggest one of the group also it's been well 
documented that United was probably one of the major ringleaders of this coup operation, yeah. uh, this Red Wedding and so forth. So there's that piece of it, too. And I, one of the questions I have, because I, I'm pretty cynical sometimes, is, you know, did Ed Woodward quit because he he just someone needed to fall on a sword. And so he was the one to do it, uh, you know, because yeah. I, I don't trust well, nobody. Well, it's a great it's a great question, because those are the questions that you kind of well answer. United fans from, you know, going back years, they wanted the Glazers out and they wanted Woodward out. Well, they've got one. Of, they've got one out so far. Mm-hmm. What happens now is is up to the Glazers, and if if it's, if they do anything at all, that what made me proud of the club in a way is that when people got into the training ground, Ollie came out with Michael Carrick and Fletch, and they spoke to them. No, you know they kind of. Ollie, and then Ollie in his press conference on Friday, he said he was against it. Pep said he was against it. Mm-hmm. Jurgen was against it. But then you had players coming out like James Milner, Luke Shaw, J- uh, Jordan Henderson. You had players coming out saying, We don't want this. And it goes back to, to, to the original point that we've made. You know, it's been, it's, it was the owners saw a massive payday. But some of the owners I respect more. Because they've used the, they've said I'm sorry. Stan Kroenke mm-hmm. used the words I'm sorry, and I've said it. And John Henry said I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Joe Glazer's never apologised. He says it's still the best thing for football, in his opinion, because he gets a massive payday out of it. Right. The damage he has done isn't helping. That what what how, uh, you know? Not, if he apologises now, it's not going to mean anything. It's too late. Mm-hmm. You make the apology on the, the same day everyone else did, but instead you hide, he kind of hid behind it. Um, but hopefully, there can be some sort of resolution to this. I, I'm hopeful there can be. But as I sit here now at, on the 26th, I, I'm renewing, I'm saying it now, I'll still renew my season tickets, I'll still buy a shirt, I'll still support the club, but I want the Glazers out and me. Me doing those things is me supporting the club my way. And sometimes you have to, like you said, right. find a way Make to that split. Yeah. Um, and so forth. So before we get on to the football, because that's really what this show should be about, but you know, the world has, has turned the way it has. Yeah, uh, I did want to make mention uh, that something that, that, um, something that's, gonna, that's happening coming up this weekend, which is there's been, there was an announcement that was made. Um, you know, in England, they're basically saying that it was going to be a social media blackout of of the of the W within the WSL, within the Premier League, within England's leagues, uh, and so for the big social media blackout uh, coming up this weekend in regards to kind of making a statement against the 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 abuse online, the racial abuse, the the sexism abuse online, and so forth that that's been very pervasive and been a point of a point of news throughout this season. Uh, I saw news today that he, that Lauren James had received additional racial abuse online. Again, uh, that Kosi, uh, Casey Stoney herself actually posted something, uh, you know, pointing it out um, and so forth. So it, it's a big issue. And, and I, I also I know that, Mark, you're with the Barbie Army. And I saw a statement by your your group um, before coming on uh, that was posted about a, an hour ago uh, saying that you will you yourselves will also be. 
yeah. participating in the social media blackout. So Mark, tell us a little bit more about the blackout and what that means. So uh, Saturday night, uh, there was a statement released from, I think it was the, the, the football governing bodies and the, the football uh, supporters association, the FSA, saying that from Friday at three o'clock in the afternoon GMT, there'll be all mate, all football clubs within the pyramid will be um, boycotting social media till uh, midnight on Monday. So going into Tuesday morning. Um, and we very quickly on, on Saturday night, so we had a very, uh, Natalie, the chair, Deborah, my wife, who's the vice, uh, Shane, Shane is the treasurer, and Fiona, the vice treasurer, myself is, is the secretary of the BA. We had a very quick, and a, a, it was literally a two-minute meeting saying, should we take part in this? And it was a unanimous yes that the BA Twitter and Instagram account will go quiet from uh, Friday at three o'clock and it won't be active again until Tuesday morning. Uh, we informed the FSA yesterday that we will be taking part and consequently other supporter groups within the FSA, the Women's Network, so uh, Manchester City's official supporters club, they're boycotting as well. Uh, Bristol, they're joining the boycott. And then there's uh, teams from the, the, the lower parts of the Women's Pyramid, Norwich, I think they're joining the boycott. Uh, what hopefully it means is that these idiots who think they can go on and, and abuse people because of the, the, their race or their colour, hopefully it shuts them up. And I think as as negative as the world of football has had, the press in the world of football has had last week, hopefully this is a massive positive that mm. we can stand together and and I, I know it sounds corny and kick it out because it, it it's gone on far too long um i go to the football to watch football i don't go there to abuse someone because they are black or white or green or yellow i don't care whether they're what their sexual orientation is it makes no difference to me i go to watch football and if a player has a bad game they have a bad game it doesn't give me the right to abuse that person because they had a bad game. Um, and I think the fans last week, the voice the fans had with the ESL, hope stopping that. I think there's a majority of fans and supporters groups of which hopefully this will be a start. Um, and it, 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 it's, it's the next logical stage. I mean, we saw what happened in, in America past week with the, the trial for Floyd, uh, George Floyd. Um, and and it was the right decision. It was it, everything was right. But as fans, we need to come together with the clubs to, as I said, as corny as it is, to kick it out because it's twenty twenty one. You know, there's no room for it anymore. There's just you know, I go and you know, I can I go and watch my nephew play football. I'm not going to stand there and abuse. Well, I mean, I'm not going to stand there and give him rubbish because he's played badly. He's a kid. It doesn't give me the right to do that. It doesn't give me the right to go to the women's game and and shout abuse at Millie or any of the other players because they're the human beings. It, it doesn't. It makes no difference to me. And yeah, we're very proud to be a part of this boy. If you can be proud to be a part of it, I suppose. But we're standing together with the world of football for this weekend. And because we are a fan channel, you know, covering the, the the FAWSL and so forth, so we will also be participating in the blackout as well uh, as part of, you know, joining together with everybody uh, and 
you know, and, and the, 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 it was, it's an easy decision for me to make easy decision yeah. for us to make here um, as, you know, joining with the fans, joining with the supporters group, which is, you know, a part of, of why we're here. Uh, and it is a, a, a wonderful uh, idea. It's a good cause. It's a good reason. Uh, and because it, it needs to be eradicated. I mean, just simply eradicated. So let's move on to the, move on to the football. Yesterday uh, we saw United against Tottenham at Lee village. Um, and I made the mistake at the end of the uh, the video cast last night when I, when I was, when I said that the score was four nil, uh, it was actually four to one uh, because there was that very late goal right at the end. Uh, so, you know, I had it stuck in my head, four nil, four nil against Tottenham. No, it was four one. And so forth, Mark, what were your thoughts? What's your reaction? What was your reaction to the, to the four one, uh, against Tottenham yesterday? Um, happy we won. Um, disappointed we didn't keep the clean sheet. I think that's, that's probably my biggest annoyance is that we didn't keep the clean sheet. Um, I think it was a, a, a performance I've been waiting to see this calendar year. I think we've shown it in patches. Uh but a win is, it, it was a great win. I, I, I've also got to be completely honest, I don't think Spurs put up much effort yesterday. I think they were they were there for, for the taking. Um, I suppose in many ways you could say probably the scoreline flattered them a little bit. Um, but overall, it was, a, it was a very good win. It was, a, it was a win. And I think where our league form has been this, this calendar year, it's been, as I said, patchy, it's been up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was it was um, a very good performance, and more importantly, a very good win. Yeah, it, there's a lot to be, you know, a lot to say about the, you know, about the match. But it, it overall, before we get into the into more detail about it, but overall, it was it seemed like it was more of a, of a return to form uh, for the squad that that people were frankly used to seeing at the beginning of the season where, yeah. where things started out very, very well. Uh, but then that wasn't, you know, that was before all the injury concerns hit and running into, you know, clubs like, you know, Chelsea and city and Arsenal uh, and so forth. So uh, it was sort of a return to form. Now, Mark, you're, you and the, your group always talk about, you know, what the lineup is, you know, and, and, and predicting the lineup. So how did you do in predicting your lineup? Because you had, you know, of course you had Mary in goal you had uh, Ona on the left, Millie, and uh, but then you had uh, Christy, Smith, Christy Smith and Amy Turner on that back line. Uh, yeah. And then in front of them, you had Katie Zellum, of course, your, your captain, uh, and then Lucy Staniforth as well. And then a three and a one with uh, Kristen mm-hmm. and Jessica Sigworth, Alatoon, and up front, Kirsty uh, Anson. So how did you do predicting your lineup? Uh, I got 10 out of your lineup. Um, I had um, I had Jackie starting, but um, mm-hmm. I, I turned out of eleven. It was um, I, I think the back four kind of, in a way, picked itself after the Burnley game. I thought Kirsty mm-hmm. Smith. As we mentioned last week. I thought Kirsty Smith played well. Honor is obviously uh, undroppable, and then you got Amy and Millie who who were playing. Who played very well together. Um, the, the, the news that Haley Ladd is now out for the rest of the season. I think it, Kurt, Kate, uh, Katie Zellum was always going to start 
Um, and uh, Lucy Staniforth, I think she's probably the one player who's played, you know, I, I think I said it when we were talking about the injuries, there'll be a player who comes in who will play and actually they won't be able to drop them for the way they played. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's that's Lucy Staniforth. Um, she she has really, really impressed me um, um, the way she played. Uh, I didn't really see much of her when she was at Birmingham and obviously we saw bits of her as the substitute appearances, but when she's played full game, she's 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 been really, really good. Um, as I said, I had uh, Jackie starting, but uh, obviously she started on the bench. And then the rest of the team kind of, in a way, picked itself with Kirsty and Jess on the wings and Kristen up front, or as they were, the three of them were changing around and Tooney was kind of floating around. Um yeah, I was very, I, I was happy with the team, obviously, but I think the other side to that is that the, it, there was the it was the people on the bench, the, the return of Leah, the return mm-hmm. of Leslie. I think that was the, the bigger news, and that's what in our watch long we did yesterday. That that kind of got more people excited because of that. Yeah, I, you know, and being a neutral, I, I was excited as well because, um, you know. Uh, you know, because that you know, we we were wondering when and if they were coming back, uh, and, and at what point they were coming back. And then, uh, you know, I saw, um, you know, I saw Leah Galton in the you know in the stands, you know, dressed up, ready to dressed out, ready to go. You know, I was like, yeah. oh, she, she could play, you know. And yeah. I knew she probably wasn't going to start. Uh, that was, you know, but I was like, oh, that's got to be a big pick me up uh, for the team and for the you know for for fans in general because. Uh, you know, the loss of, of those two, particularly Leah, particularly was just pretty, pretty a dramatic, um, you know, change in fortune, uh, you know, for the club overall. So to see um, to see Jane and, and Leah come on in the 63rd minute, along with Jackie and the 64th, you know, come in and get some playing time. You know, uh, when this game was pretty much done, uh, you know, it was really nice to, you know, it was really nice to see. But this match started off, you know, on the front for foot early yes. and you kind of expected that with Spurs because you know I think we I don't know if we mentioned it um last week or not but we but you know Spurs for a team that's in in the possibility of a relegation battle and they're in a relegation battle there have been times where they just haven't really put forth the effort that other that other fans that I've talked to expected from them you know that that uh, you know yeah there is a major talent gap between you know you know teams like Arsenal and and uh, Manchester City and Manchester United and them but still you know you would expect them to put up a little bit more of a little bit more energy, a little bit of a fight, but they seem to be done after the ninth minute when the first goal went in. Yeah, completely. Completely. Uh, I mean, the play, the play, you know, the buildup was wonderful. The, the, it was smooth. It was very fluid. It was, you know, it was exactly the way it was written up on the, you know, in training uh, and so forth. Ella Toon, great goal, sister and Christy Hansen in the, you know, that, that ninth minute. But at that point, this game was, I think that game was done because it was like, oh, yeah. okay, well, <laughs> they scored. You know, um, you, said, you, you know, you predicted you thought it would be like a tie 1-0 last week. Um, but when when you saw the, the the way we moved that ball around the ball around from the very mm-hmm. first minute, it was inevitable we were gonna we were I, I it was inevitable that game was gonna be won by United. Um the pitch I mean, you know, last week we were talking about the, the pitch at Burnley. We have to talk about the, the pitch at LSV. I mean, I was 
Deborah and I, we were lucky enough to be there at LSV on Saturday to put our flags up. And the pitch mm-hmm. looked immaculate. Um, and that helps with the way Casey wants to play football. That, you know, the, 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 her tactics, the pitch. And, the, and, and yesterday, I think probably for the first time in a, in a while, we moved at speed. We weren't static. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that team, if they can get that kind of momentum up early... Teams will struggle with them, um, and I was I was way with the way we passed the ball around and and the movement and uh, the movement of of, of uh, Kristen Press. She was dropping. She was supposed to be playing as a number nine or on the wing. But she was dropping deep. She was coming way back into midfield to get the ball and to get the ball moving, and that what and that impressed me. And I can't, it, it was a very 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 good performance from every player. But what pleased me is the way we move that ball around. Um, yeah, and- that was really from, an, from, yeah, from, I was so, I was very impressed. And, and I mean, it's a very good point that you're making about the pitch itself and the pitch itself was in perfect condition to be able to do that. Yeah. But I, what I, what I saw was just the absolute fluidity of, of every, the movement, the, the passing, everything was very fluid and relaxed and, and energetic and relaxed at the same time. And my point being yeah. there is, is that um, it was, you know, it wasn't stop, start, you know, unsure, uncertain, you know, you mentioned static, you know, and or stuck uh, and so forth. It was just, you know, it's like, okay, this is what we've trained to do. This is what we do. This is how we do it. And we did it. Uh, and you couldn't ask for anything more for probably the first 90 minutes of the, of the match. Um, you know, you mentioned Kristen press. Uh, I was, you know, um, was going to ask you about her performance and so forth. Um, because, you know, seeing her drop back and, and do, and I've seen a lot of her doing that with the, with the U S team as well, where she will, she will deep drop back, uh, and be part of the buildup to set up as well as be, you know, a goal scoring threat at the same time. Uh, Mm -hmm. she did get her, get her goal, uh, in the the 19th minute on an assist again from Ella Toon. I mean, how would you rate Ella Toon's performance? Um, I think Ella Toon is one of a few of the players. I think Ella Toon has been one of our most consistent players this season. Um, she she plays well. I think for me, I don't know what her best position is. Um, mm-hmm. That's true. That's a good point. I, I don't know whether. I, I I don't think I don't know. And I, I, she she's good as a she's great as a number ten. She's also great as a she's good as a winger. It's where her best position is and where she will grow into her position. Um, I don't think you can underestimate her importance to us right now. She's 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 up there and, and deserves her her England call up because of the, her performances this season. I think that the true test for any good player to go on to the next stage to become a great player is if they can replicate it the following year. And I think, in a way, it's kind of simple right now, football, because there's no fans in there to get on your backs. Um, So next season, when hopefully the fans are back in the stadium, let's see if if Ella can reproduce these performances. I I tend to think she probably will be, because she'll have the support of of us there. Um, 
I, I know, yeah, you can't underestimate her performances this season. But uh, Kristen, the, the point about Kristen, I, I just think since the beginning of the year, you've just seen Kristen improve, improve, improve. And there's a, hopefully, uh, obviously we, we, get, we don't know what's going to happen with her and Toby next year or next season. Hopefully they sign a new contract with United because um, I think it would be brilliant if they if they committed for a year, another season with us. So we could see them in the flesh. It's you know, um, but her performances this year—they've got better and better and better. And and do you think it is a possibility that they will sign on for another year? Um, well, Casey says the one of the not started talking about it yet. Um, I know the the they went in the draft to. Uh, was it Louis? Who? Well, I can't remember. Louis they've been drafted. Can I see them going to Louisville? I, I doubt it. Um, so if they're not going to Louisville, the question is, where do they go? And I think then that that ticks the boxes for for United. Mm-hmm. As a, you know, going back to, to the very beginning of our conversation today, as a business thing, as you said, that's a tick to keep mm-hmm. Tobin and Chris another year. It will sell United. It will sell shirts in the states. Right. Um, As they did did this year. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Would I like them to say, yeah, do I think they will? I think it's, I think, as I said, it's the, if they don't go to Louisville, then where do they go? And um, Yeah, their rights, their quote rights went to Louisville in an expansion draft in the NWSL that that they're just, they're in the middle of the sort of the preseason tournament right now and and so forth. So the the actual regular season, you know, has not started yet um, and so forth. So, um, so yeah, I mean, Actually, you know, it's interesting, you know, as much as we talk about, you know, you know, Edward Word is a good business person and, 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 you know, but not good at football, but this was actually, you know, I've said this thing before, this was a dream decision from yeah. a sporting standpoint, you get two excellent national team players from the United States who would, you know, would definitely prop up both in the dressing room, on the pitch, on the training ground, everything prop up a team that's coming up in the uh, WSL as they did with United from, from a sporting perspective, spot on. I mean, brilliant, but also from a business perspective, it was also spot on. If United could do that every time, make the spot on sporting choice and business choice, they would be in a different place. (laughs) They would be in a whole different environment and so forth. So, uh, but, you know, so we'll see what happens in terms of them signing on because, you know, um, you know, one of the reasons, I I think one of the key pivotal reasons why they came to England, why uh, this essentially five, six players from the U S came to England was just the status of the NWSL at the time was just kind of a mess because of the, of the pandemic. Now it's back up and running. So, one questions, will they return, uh, you know, and, and so forth. So that'll be interesting to see who goes back. Um, some Tobin is rejuvenating, uh, you know, recuperating in the United States now uh, from her injury uh, and so forth. Alex Morgan has gone back um, and so forth. So we don't know, but we don't know the status of some of the others uh, at this point. So, um, but back to the pitch. So I know the thing that I was thinking about, I don't know. I, I hope I didn't jinx it. As I was watching the end of the match 
and it was four nil and it was, I mean, it was just a steamroll. I was like, but I was thinking, I was, I was trying to get into your mind, Mark. And I was thinking, I know Mark, I know what they're thinking. They want a clean sheet. Yeah. And I know Casey wants a clean sheet (laughs) and so forth. And then two minutes later, (laughs) that clean sheet, what happened there? Um, I think it goes again to to um, pre- uh, defending properly. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it was out. I think we were that close to the end. It happens sometimes. We we were comfortable, um, and mm-hmm. you know, for a large majority of that game, I thought I forgot Mary was even on the pitch. You you saw you saw that mm-hmm. a little of it. Um, it, it was just one of those things, and yeah, it, it it was it was the dark. It was the only downside to that game yesterday is that we conceded in the last two minutes of that game. You know, it happens, and I, I think Casey. It would have upset Casey that we conceded. I, I know she prides herself on her defence, um, but would I have rather have won four one than lose four than than lose or draw? I'll take that. Uh, it was upsetting, but the three points were were the bigger thing for me. Just you know, in this uh, in this fight for third, or you know, whatever we're calling it now. Well, I think though the other thing to to re- to give Tottenham some credit though, it was a great play though. Yeah, I, I it mean, was. it was a great ball. I mean, I, I, I it wasn't. I it it didn't seem to me as it, it seemed more of a great offensive play. Uh, that ended up in a goal rather than a defensive mishap. Uh, I, there wasn't really a defensive. It was a really, really good yeah. play uh, mm-hmm. to get that goal at the end. You know, you this happens in football. I mean, I've mm-hmm. seen it so many times where you're that comfortable and you take your eye off the ball for a minute and you concede. It, it's football. It happens. Uh, as my dad said to me this morning, he was like, happy because he looked like we were going to score goals and build up a bit of the goal difference. And then we concede, and it just takes us back. What a, a, a single goal! Um, mm-hmm. But overall, overall, the United performance was what pleased me. The return of Lear onto a pitch that that pleased me, and, and the way mm-hmm. that all the people were on social media with about showing Lear coming onto the pitch, it just shows how important she is to us as a team. So th- there's no ne- there's, the negative is we conceded. If you can, if that's the only right. If if it is, but other than that, everything else is a pure positive from that game yesterday. And uh, yeah, I I think at the end of the day, though, uh, there were so many pluses that could be taken away from it. I I think the plus that I would see is you know seeing those players come back and come on the field, particularly Leah. Leah is a definite spark plug, Uh, and with two games left to go, you know technically. You know, on the on paper, United is still in it for third. I mean, Arsenal's yeah. got to play a midweek match. Uh, yeah. You know, coming up, they still got Everton at the end. They got three mm-hmm. matches to, to try to you know solidify that position. Any drop points by them could be you know could mm-hmm. be uh, you know harmful for that drive. So technically, you know, United it's not mathematically out of the question mm-hmm. at this point. So you know, you got everything still to play for to get that last uh, that final Champions League spot. Yeah, um, and everything. The pitch will be a lot clearer come Wednesday night. Uh, everything will be clearer when Arsenal play West Ham. It'll be a lot clearer there and then. And we'll know we'll know what we're fighting for. But as you said right now, mathematically, it's still possible. 
Um, and we'll, we'll go from there. But it's, you know, the Burnley, the, the Burnley game, the winning of that game, then the winning of this game. Mm-hmm. If you win a game, you, you know, your preparation is is good. You can have a good week of training. Mm-hmm. And, and, e- and I'm not going to say an easy week because mm-hmm. Bristol are fighting for their lives and you've got to mm-hmm. look at your next lot. But, you know, uh, if you can start hitting form at the back end of the season... Brilliant! You can have a good, you know, we can have a good running, uh, and that's that's where we are right now. So, what do you expect from Bristol? You know, you said they're going to fight for their lives. They're at the bottom of the yeah. table at this point. They're fighting um, for relegation. Um, you know, the other team clubs actually have a game in hand on them in terms of that race. Um, I think United, obviously, United played them earlier in the season. Yeah. Um, and what was the score of that game, Bristol? Yeah. That was that was like what was that? Oops, I'm looking at the wrong year. What was the uh, what was the result of the first match? I think it was six one. Yeah, yeah, you're right, six one. Um, do you expect much of the same, or do you expect anything different yeah. from Bristol? No, it's exactly the same. Bristol are where they are for a reason, and I'm I'm really mm-hmm. if you're down at the bottom of the league most all season, you're there for for a very very good reason. Um, and it's uh, you know one of our ex players, Ebony Salmon, you know, you know from our championship season, she plays them, and I, I know she has some people within the BA who still have a very soft spot for her, um, and she's still young and she got an England call up as well this year, um, but take all that away, if United don't walk away with three points, then there's something gone very wrong somewhere um, after the way we've played against. Burnley and, and Spurs. So yeah, I expect to win, and, and I'm going to. I don't usually say it, but a comprehensive win as well. Yeah, the other thing I will say about Bristol is um, I went on record and said that Bristol wasn't going to get relegated. Um, so that so far hasn't happened. Um, so I may be wrong, um, and, and mainly because you know uh, with their change in man with their change in manager, they have actually played better. Uh, and their form since in the last two months has been better than the other teams that are also in the relegation. I think they're better than Tottenham. They're better than, uh, you know, better than West Ham at the moment, but they just haven't gotten the results. Um, but with all that being said, um, you know, I, I just, I, I have to agree with you. I don't see anything else but a comprehensive victory, uh, yeah. you know, for United. The only trip up is where they're going to play. Uh, and I think Bristol is going to be a little bit more, a little bit more of a challenge because they are still trying to fight for that relegation. And if they can nick a point somewhere or do something to, to get a, a point out of it, uh, you know, that's what they're going to try to do. They're in better form. They're in better shape. Um, I don't think it's going to be a six one, but it is going to be comprehensive in the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the pitch will probably come into play as well. Um, because I mean, I've seen pictures of where the, the, the picture that they play on it doesn't look great. Um, but um, with with the squad kind of coming back to a, to a full peak of pit fitness, mm-hmm. um, they've only got this two games left in the league and then they've got the, the FA Cup fifth round game. Mm-hmm. The, the, end, the end's in sight for them to have a, have a nice relax and, and have, a, have the summer off. Um, but... Uh, yeah, three points minimum on Sunday against Bristol. Uh, and then at the Everton games will take care of themselves. We can't look at those 
Mm. We have to look at Bristol first and then see what happens against Arsenal, Everton and then us, Everton. Because right. it, it could come down to the last game of the season, which will be kind of exciting. Yeah, it will be exciting, uh, you know, coming down to the end of the season and, and so forth. So still a lot to play for uh, and so forth. And and this is why not just, you know, I don't want to keep knocking this point, but but uh, but I, I do want to make this point in the, at the as we close FIFA, UEFA are n- not uh, totally innocent in all of this mess. OK, they're not. They're not the bastions of, of sport, sporting, you know, virtue. Uh, they are absolutely not. Uh, any organization uh, that, that basically survives on bribes is not a good sporting institute. Uh, so uh, because there's no re- no, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to go on a rant. There's absolutely no reason on earth that a World Cup should be held in Russia or Qatar. No. End of point. It was yeah. bought. End of story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, All right. Wait, but this is why we have a Champions League. This is sporting merit at its best. And this is, see, if we didn't have the Champions League, we didn't have three slots for the WSL, then essentially, this season is like dead rubber all over the place because there's nothing to really left to play for. But you have near the end of the season, United is not going to win the title, but they got something to play for. They're still in the race to get that, that, that Champions League spot. And Bristol, they got something to play for because they're still fighting relegation. So here we are third to the, you know, near the end of the season, and you got two teams that still have something to play for, which makes it exciting for them, makes gives them something to play for, and gives us as fans – something to keep cheering on like yes we're still in this we're still we got something you know something to root for so um you know so i, I think when you know when all is said and done that's why you have an open system and, and you can earn your way in uh or earn your way out uh you know in the yeah. in the case of relegation so mark thank you so much for joining us thank you for all of yeah. your insight your, your dose of 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 rational fan sanity uh, that you give us every week, you know, to keep us in, keep us all in check. Uh, like, okay, let's yeah. not get too emotional about this, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and so forth, because it's an emotional issue. Uh, it really yeah. is, as we've seen, uh, you know, the protests and everything else. And, you know, I mean, people protesting at Old Trafford when there was no game, uh, you know, so we'll see what I mean, happens this weekend. At all. <laughs> there's another one on Sunday at Old Trafford. There's right. There, there's a game that day. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so that'll be interesting, and and if somehow, uh, I, you know, my final comment on this is, is that if somehow, if Manchester United fans and Liverpool fans could come together yeah. under one banner, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, even though they they just absolutely dislike each other on every other front, except that if they can band together for this. Yeah. That would be kind of that would actually be kind of cool if you think about it. Uh, I, and so I do believe there are Liverpool fans coming down to join in on the protest. That's what I've heard. I, that's yeah. what I've heard, and I've I heard a little bit of you know people swaying in the wind a little bit about it. But uh, but yeah, I've heard the same thing. So that'll be interesting yeah. to see. Uh, and so forth. I hope it happens. I, I really do. Um, yeah. So Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. No, no problem. Thank you. All right. So as we're going to close up shop. 
for this part of Monday. It is Big Monday. We will have Emma on later today to talk about the Manchester City women and the disappointment, well, maybe disappointment, of their draw against Chelsea, which which put a real dent in their uh, title hopes uh, for this uh, for this season. We'll get to hear about what Emma has to say about it and her thoughts of, of how her club has handled the, the demise of the the quickest end to a sports league in the history of all sports um, that happened as well. So with that being said, we're going to close up for this morning. Please remember that the light is there. Please remember, please acknowledge it. Let it become part of you. We also have to acknowledge as we have uh, on many different levels that the darkness is also out there as well. Do not let it hug you. Do not let it become part of your life. But if it does, Please get assistance for yourself, get help for yourself, take care of yourself, take care of those around you, uh, take care of each other. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Please press a like on the video and please share with your friends the podcast and so forth. So if you do not want to see our faces, you can listen to us. You can listen to us on a podcast. We're on we're on podcast too. Or you can just like watch us on YouTube, but you know, don't even don't look at us. I mean, I don't know. You know, uh, I'm old and, and so maybe people don't want to look at me. So you can listen to the podcast and then share the podcast with your friends. Word of mouth is what got in this podcast to where it is now and so forth. So we thank you. Thank you for listening and thank you for watching. We are out for at least this part of today. Have a good Monday. <laughs>